Hey, and welcome to the Pathway Church Podcast. We're so glad you're here to join us. We hope that this podcast inspires you to live life both for God and your city. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes. And remember to leave us a five-star rating. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm in the wrong place. Hallelujah. He's worthy to be praised from the rising of the sun to the setting of the same. He is, oh, I wish I had some help in here. Happy Father's Day to all of the fathers, to Pastor Travis and to Kelly and to the church family and leadership. Thank you so much for your blessing in our lives. I want to also recognize my son, Brandon. He's one of my twin boys, but I keep them close. They're armor bearers. Hallelujah. Anybody ready for a blessing? Uh, That was weak. Anybody ready? Listen, if you don't realize, I come excited about the power of the Holy Ghost. It is the anointing that removes the burden, breaks the yoke sets the captive free I decree the Bible says you can decree a thing and the light of God will shine upon it if you are sick I decree the anointing is falling on you right now be healed in the name that's above every other name I better leave that alone we got work to do anybody ready for the word my calling is to men and it is on this Father's Day that I am present with you. I want to share with you a message entitled, The Principle of Covering. The Principle of Covering. First Samuel, chapter 31, verses 1 through 7. Now the Philistines fought against Israel, and the Israelites fled before them. And many fell on Mount Gilboa. The Philistines pressed hard after Saul and his sons, and they killed his sons, Jonathan, Abinadab, and Melchizedek. And the fighting grew furious around Saul, and when the archers overtook him, listen, they wounded him critically. Saul said to his armor bearer, draw your sword and run me through. These uncircumcised fellows will come and run me through and abuse me. But his armor bearer was terrified and would not do it. So Saul took his own sword and fell on it. When the armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he he too fell on his sword and died with him. Listen, so Saul and his three sons and his armor bearer and all of his men died together that same day. When the Israelites along the valley and those across the Jordan saw that the Israelite army had fled, And that Saul and his sons had died. Listen, they abandoned. Everybody say abandoned. They abandoned their towns and fled. And the Philistines came and occupied them. The psalmist magnifies this topic of covering by referring to God himself. The 91st number of Psalms, verse 4. He will cover you with his feathers and under his wings you will find refuge. You will find refuge. His faithfulness will be your shield and rampart. Everything needs 
to be covered. But it is our sinful nature that draws us away from covering. This is the reason why children want to be grown, why men and women struggle in marriage, and why men battle with submitting to God. Sisters, I didn't miss you. This is also why, why wives struggle submitting to their husbands, but don't stop there. And husbands struggle with loving their wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself for it. Let me say it again. Everything God created was intended to be covered. And God himself serves as our example because he is committed to covering everything he creates, especially mankind. Thank God that he covers us, that he keeps us even when we can't keep ourselves. I wish I had a witness. The biblical principle covering of covering must be taught and understood. Why? Because anything uncovered is exposed. Anything uncovered is exposed. And we must all be reminded that the enemy is still roaming around like a roaring lion, sinking whom he may devour. Anything uncovered is exposed. From a biblical point of view, the word cover has three major meanings. Inferences, let me share one with you. First, cover may denote the ideal of concealment. For example, Genesis 18, verses 17 and 18. Then the Lord says, shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do? For Abraham will surely become a great and powerful nation, and all the nations of the earth will be blessed because of him. Here God shares with Abraham what was previously concealed or hidden. Secondly, cover conveys the ideal of hiding something that can be perceived as negative or positive depending on what you are trying to hide. For example, Proverbs 28, 13, he who conceals his sin does not prosper. He who conceals his sin does not prosper. But whoever confesses and renounces them finds mercy. You cannot hide sin from God. Ask Adam and Eve, though they tried to hide or cover over their sins, they could not hide from God. God said, where are you? And he found them. Oh, I'll leave that alone. Ask Achan, who disobeyed God and took the accursed thing and hid it in his tent. Come on, somebody. There is nothing that you can hide from the Lord. Thirdly, the word cover may also mean to forgive. Micah chapter 7. Verse 19, you will again have compassion on us. You will tread our sins underfoot and hurl our iniquities into the depths of the sea. Somebody ought to praise God right now that the blood will never lose its power. That the blood covers a multitude of faults and washes away all, all our sins. But there is yet another equally important definition of this word cover. From the new Merriam-Webster dictionary, it applies to something that protects or shelters. Something that protects or shelters. Something or someone. And this meaning is critical to every human being on earth. And why is this so important? It's essential because not everything you see is obvious. Sometimes we take what we see for granted. Let me say it another way. Sometimes we fail to appreciate what we have, what God has blessed us with, what God has allowed us 
to be a blessed, a privileged with. Why, preacher? Because we only see what is visible, but we fail to discern what is invisible, not apparent to the physical eyes. Will you allow me to illustrate this point? Go ahead. Hmm, thank you. In Genesis chapter 1, verse 3, listen. And God said, let there be light. And there was light. Verse 4. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. Some of y'all read your Bible. Praise God. Hallelujah. May I remind you that light was the first thing God created. Light was the first thing God created. But the more significant question is, why did God separate the light from the darkness? You probably have not even asked that question. But God separated the light from the darkness. The answer is obvious. Because there was something hidden in the light. That was not apparent in the darkness. And sometimes we can have lights on and still miss what God is trying to reveal to us. Listen. He reminds that he would be reminded that the earth was formless and empty. That's the character of darkness. Well, what was hidden in the light? I'm glad you asked. Day and night was hidden in the light. Hmm. And the sun was hidden in the day while the moon was hidden in the night along with the stars. Oh, but don't stop there. Hidden in days and nights were weeks. Hidden in weeks were months. And hidden in months, oh, come on, somebody, were seasons. And in seasons were years. All of that was hidden in the light. Please don't take what you see for granted. Ecclesiastes 3.1 says there is a time for everything and a season for every activity under heaven. Let me ask a question. Let me ask a question. For you who are here and at the other campuses, how many of you have sons with you are a boy? Sons with you are a boy. If you do, raise your hand. Raise your hand. Ah, see the hands? See the hands? That means there's a boy or a son right over there. Tell me what you see. Don't do it out loud. But tell me what you see. Most of us would say, I see a boy. I see a son. I see a boy. But let me tell you what God sees. In every boy is a man. In every man is a husband. In every husband is a father. And in every father is a family. Oh, Jesus, help us. And, and in every family is a kingdom. Oh, let me say that again. I don't want you to miss that. In every boy is a man. You may not see the man. You just see the boy. And every man is a husband. Oh, help us, Holy Ghost. Every husband a father. And every father a family. And in every family a kingdom. And we need to help our servants see what we don't see. See what they don't see. Because there's some things books can't teach you. Oh, I'm a living witness. And if you have a kingdom... You got to have a king. Ah, oh, Lord, have mercy. Look at somebody and say, you got to have a king. You got to have a king. If you got a kingdom, 
You've got to have a kingdom. Therefore, a man must understand that his kingdom is his family. Hear me, somebody. Your son was born to lead, but he was created to reign. He was born to lead, but he was created to reign. God, please open our eyes to see what you see. Why? Why should we have our eyes open? Oh, pastor, I'm going to help you out. Because everything old is not mature. And everything male is not a man. Help us, Holy Ghost. God did not create a toxic man. God created man in his own image, in his own likeness, male and female. He created, oh, y'all quiet then. The man was the only thing that God created with his hands. From the dust of the earth, he formed him. The man. Look at somebody say, the man. Oh, I'm going to meddle with you before it's over with. The man was... The only one God gave his presence to. Well, what are you saying, pastor? He breathed into his nostrils. The breath of life and man became a living soul. He breathed. Oh, stop breathing. You ain't living. You need only two things in this life to live on this earth. One is blood and one is breath. (laughs) Uh, Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Don't take it for granted. Man is the only thing that God gave work to. Mm. I know some of the sisters are like, what? I'll explain it to you in a moment. But he said to Adam, Adam, take care of this garden. Adam, work this garden. Adam, keep this garden. Protect this garden. Adam, he was talking to. Uh, stay with me. Stay with me. Listen, the man is the only one God gave instructions to. The man. The man. Read your Bible. He, he, he says, you can eat of all these trees, but of this tree, leave that alone. Don't, don't mess. Don't eat that. Leave it alone. He gave those instructions to the man. Uh, I, I, I know. Hear me. I, I'm going to help you out. Then... He gave man a woman. (laughs) Hallelujah. We got a man up in the house. Thank you, Jesus. Help, Holy Ghost. I'm going to see if you're still shouting at the end of this message. Praise the Lord. (laughs) Glory to God. But I just want to emphasize the woman is the only thing. That God took from the man and the only thing God gave back to the man. Well, how do you know that, preacher? Well, when, when, when God gave her back to him, he tripped. Adam said, this is bone of my bone and flesh of my flesh. She, 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 she shall be called woman. And he, he, he says, for this reason shall a man leave his mother and father and cleave to who told him he was married. Who told him he was married? He didn't have no, he didn't have no parents. 
I just thought I would throw that out there in case you didn't see it. I mean, he, he just went off. Now, let me, let me explain this so it makes sense. And, and you're going to have to help me. Listen, listen. <clears throat> now, we, we agree. <clears throat> God gave man his presence. God gave man work. God gave man instructions. Somebody say amen. amen. And he gave him all of this before he gave him a... Oh, sister said it. I just want to make sure y'all read your Bible right. Amen. He gave him all of that before he gave him a woman. Now, if that was the case, y'all remember, where were they in? Eden, the garden in Eden. And if God did all that, where was the woman? Uh Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. What? What? Y'all quiet. Where was? Okay, okay. She was in the man. She was in the man. Because he took from the man to make woman and return to the man. That's why the man got it. That's my flesh. Okay, okay, okay. Let me illustrate it. When a woman's pregnant, where's the baby? The brothers ain't said nothing. Sisters, they sisters got that. You see, the, the baby's in the woman. Can the baby get anything from any other source other than the woman? Sisters, you sound like you really know what you're talking about. Okay. And even if the baby gets something wrong, where the baby get it from? The man. Did, did I hear that? Let me give you the correct answer. She gets it from... The mother. Now let me help you out. Where was the woman? Oh, now you're gonna be, now you're gonna get quiet. Can the woman get anything from any other source other than? Even if she gets something bad, she gets it from. Oh, sisters are on this. Brothers, they got you. They got you. They got your number. They holding you hostage. Yes, he's the reason why. But we must make sure we understand this biblical principle because we're talking about sources. Sources. God always goes back to the source. And it's important for us to understand that because if we don't, we'll get confused about covering. Oh. Don't get confused about the world in which you live. Let me, let me go on. Let me go on. Let me remind us again. Everything God created was created to be covered. Y'all forgot? Anything uncovered is exposed. Ah, you got good. They listening. Boy, they church folks. Y'all do Bible study all right with me. <laughs> Glory to God. Listen, go back to our text. Go back to our text. First Samuel chapter 31 reveals the following. Let's see what we see. Verse 1. The Philistines fought against Israel and the Israelites fled from them. Wrong scenario. The people who should be winning are fleeing. From the people who should be losing, who's winning? Verse 2. The Philistines pressed hard after Saul and his sons and killed his sons, Jonathan, Abinadab, and Malchishua. Notice the Philistines fought against Israel, but pressed hard after their covering. Oh, did I say that? Their covering. Okay. Uh, 
Saul's sons wear future covering. Hallelujah. Let that sink in. Let that sink in. Ah. And the Bible confirms that they killed all the sons. Thus, we conclude that there was no future covering. Mm. Verse 3. The fighting grew fierce around Saul. And he was critically wounded. Now the present covering is in jeopardy. And if you have no present, no future, no, no past, a future covering, something's going to get exposed. Because anything not covered is exposed. To make a long story short, Saul dies on the battlefield. Don't miss this. Saul, the king, and his sons, the heirs are all dead. Now notice what happens when there is no covering. When the Israelites... Along the valley and across the Jordan saw that the Israelites had fled and that Saul and his sons had died, they abandoned, they abandoned, they abandoned their towns and fled. That was not the bread, that was not the worst part of this. The Bible says, and the Philistines came and occupied them. The Philistines came in. Occupied them. Quickly, let's deduce a few lessons from this verse. If the Philistines came and occupied their towns, it implies that they occupied the homes that were in those towns. If the Philistines came and occupied the town, it is probable that they occupied the homes that were in those towns. And if they occupied the homes that were in those towns, then they occupied the families that were in the homes that were in those towns. What does it imply? It implies that the enemy comes and now he's occupying not just towns, not just homes, but families. How is this possible? It's possible because there is no covering. The men have fled and abandoned. Oh, Jesus, help us. Somebody, you, you seeing this? And whether you realize it or not, uh, we're living in a day that's similar uh, to that day. The men are gone. Oh, let me leave that alone. Let me leave that alone. Somebody is getting this. You're beginning to see the picture. This is what it looks like when there is no covering. This is what it feels like when there is no covering in the homes. And whether we realize it or not, this is the plight that we face today in our homes and many families. The kings are missing and the men have fled. Kings are missing and the men have fled and the enemy has come and occupied our land, our cities, our homes. Ah. For too many women are not covered. Are oh, y'all quiet? I didn't mean to bring you to that low. <laughs> <laughs> but listen, let me give you a few statistics. 
85% of all youth in prison come from fatherless homes. 85% of youth in prison, that's not just sons, that's daughters too, come from fatherless homes. 71% of all high school dropouts come from fatherless homes. 70% of youth in state-operated institutions come from fatherless homes. 60% of suicides involving youth are from... We have a problem. And, and, and let me make this real to you. Uh, you ever go to the movies? Come on, don't act like y'all don't go to movies. You go to movies, and, and you may not know this, but movies make more money from concessions than they do from tickets. That's why, you know, when you go to the movies, what's the first thing you see before they show you the movie? A popcorn pops up, and candy pops up, and drinks pop up, and all this stuff pops up. They call that subliminal. In other words, they subliminally train you to think you need that <clears throat> and we've been trained we get all hours before we ever sit down come on somebody come on somebody yes we do we sit down we got all kind of popcorn big old buckets of popcorn and pop and candy and all that we ain't even gonna see the movie and we don't want to be one of those last people you ever see the last people like they see all of that and then they just jump up and run and go get some popcorn and stuff. We're like, what's up with that? Don't they realize you're supposed to get that before you come sit down? They haven't been trained yet. But you have, and they'll be like you in a minute. Just wait on it. Just wait on it. They will be like you in a minute. Now, now, what's happening in the world today is that we are subliminally training our society that you don't need the man. Oh, Jesus. Don't act like you ain't getting popcorn. <laughs> Look at the TV shows. Look at the entertainment. We can get along. What? You're uncovered. If the enemy wants to go after the body, he strikes the head. Oh, yes, he does. Yes, he does. He strikes the head. And, and I'm witnessing this paradigm all the time. As a dean, a vice president at a university, there are so many young men who are coming to the campus who are angry. And they don't know what the source of the anger is. And oftentimes they say, because I don't have a father in the home. No, it's because you're not covered. There is a difference because we know that mother's doing the best job they can trying to cover, come on somebody, for everybody. But, but sometimes you can't do what you were not really created to do. And, and we need mothers, but we also need fathers. Oh, come on somebody. <laughs> I heard somebody say two are better than Come on now. And let a thing be established in the mouth of two or three 
witnesses. And, and if you want a testimony, if you want a testimony, you need a second opinion. And that's why it's so important for them to be one. God created them to be one because God wanted covering to be a reality for all of us, for all of us. Now, I want to do something. I'm gonna, I, 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 I won't do it. You, you the other campuses are here, but you can help me just in your mind. Here's what I would like you to imagine. I want you to see this. If I were to ask all of the men, now when I say men, I'm saying boys too, little boys because there's a man in the... If I were to ask all of the men to get up and surround these pews, these chairs, so that there would be a circle of men all the way around. If you are there the campuses, be the same thing. A circle of men would be all the way around all of you. All of you is who? Because ain't nobody left but who? And? Say, go ahead and say girls, y'all all right? Y'all did good because the boys is with the men. Because we're trying to help the boy know he's got to be a, one day he's going to be responsible. And he needs to see it. He needs to learn it now. And so we want to make sure that he gets it. But then listen, if all of the men were surrounding all of the homes. Oh, did I say that? All of the families. Did I say that? All of the children. Did I say that? Oh, then the enemy going to have some real problems coming up in here come on somebody he needs to have some problems coming up in here that's why we need covering that's why we need men to fulfill their ordained responsibility in Christ Jesus now as I get ready to close let me just put this in terms we might understand Jesus realized our God realized the father realized that our attempts at covering were a little bit feeble and the results were uh, hard, real. And God decided as a father, I need to send my son. Notice, notice what he said. I need to send my son. I don't know if God has girls, but he has he got you, but, but he sent his son. Why is this important? Because the life is in the seed. And the seed is in the... Uh, I just want to make sure you see it. The life is in the seed. And the seed is in the man. So he sent his son. Because... Everything reproduces after its own. <laughs> he sent his son. And Jesus provided covering. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Whosoever believeth in him would not, but have ever. God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but that through him the world might be saved. He that believeth is not condemned. He that believeth not is already condemned because he had not believed in the name of the only begotten son of God. Listen, I need you to know 
God does not want any of us to perish, but that all of us would come to repentance. And you might be here today right now, and you may not know the Lord, but one thing that's more important, you need to know whether or not you are covered. If you're not covered, you've got a bigger problem because you are exposed, <laughs> because you are lost. And God sent Jesus into this world in the fullness of time to take upon him our sin. He paid the ultimate price. He became the ultimate sacrifice. And he shed his blood on Calvary's cross that we might have a right to the tree of life. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, but let me tell you something. There is a difference in your hallelujah when you're covered. Oh, yes, it is. I'm a PK kid. I grew up in a PK home. And I, I, I learned early about Jesus. I learned early about God and the blood. But I'm not sure I understood covering because I grew up with this understanding. God, you got the Savior part right. I'm going to take care of the Lord part. <laughs> oh, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. I want you to be the Savior, but I'm going to be Lord. I'm going to do whatever. And let me tell you what it taught me. When you do whatever you think you're big enough to do, you don't see clearly. And you get surprised. You ever been surprised? I didn't know that it would end like this. I didn't know it would turn out like that. But then you see it. So I surrendered my all. I want you to be Savior and Lord. I want to know if there's anybody here today who needs Jesus to be both Savior and Lord. God does not do halfway transactions. He wants all of us. He wants all of you. And listen, you got to want all of you to be covered. All of you to be taken care of. And if that's you today, I want to give you an opportunity right where you are. Just bow your head and close your eyes and invite Jesus into your heart, into your life. Believe. Trust. But let him know, God, I need you to cover me. Cover me now. Cover me always. Cover me eternally. And the Bible says that if you do that, if you believe and confess with your mouth and believe in your heart that he died on the cross for your salvation, was raised from the dead for your redemption, you shall be saved. And I want you to know how much I appreciate you allowing God in Christ to cover you. Father, in the name of Jesus, we bow in your presence. We thank you for today. I thank you, God, for revelation, but I thank you more for truth because it is the truth that sets us free. Now, God, have your way. Whether you're here or at another campus, you can give your heart to him. Father, we thank you now in advance that someone who came uncovered is now covered. 
Someone who came lost is now found. Someone who came confused is now redeemed. In the mighty and matchless name of Jesus Christ and for his sake we pray. And all of God's people said, Amen. We hope you've been blessed by this week's podcast. Make sure to subscribe to stay up to date with all of our most recent episodes and visit pathwaychurch.us slash give. We'll see you next week.